Speaking of green flags, we've got ours out here for you tonight. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio. Of course, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Is yours keep cutting in and out? Okay, no, mine's not. Just my headset then. Just your headset? a little bit of going uh, <laughs> click, click. But I digress. It's uh, doing it again. Is it really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Don't know what's going on, but I can hear at least out of one half, and I think <laughs> I can hear myself anyway. Yeah, no, everything's good on this. Hey, end. we got a great show lined up for you here tonight on the program. Uh, but I do want to start out with uh, 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 some sad news. Uh, we lost uh, another member of the racing community family. Uh, another one has uh, gone and uh, on his way. Uh, he's in the heavens looking down at us. Uh, Ron Snyder uh, was flagman at Sobel Speedway uh, way back in the beginning stages of the speedway. And uh, Ron, Ron, one of those guys, uh, dynamite guy, and uh, he passed away yesterday. So our thoughts and prayers are to his family and uh, to everyone that was uh, connected with Ron, he was a great guy. Loved seeing him around the speedway. And uh, you got to know, he will have that. Uh, he'll be looking down over everybody at the speedway uh, in 2022 and beyond. You can guarantee it, Junior. For sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Chase Briscoe goes to Victory Lane in Ooh. the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, That's over his at first Phoenix. win. That's his first uh, Cup win anyway, isn't it? I don't know the answer to that. I think it is. He's won lots of numerous Xfinity races, but I can't remember hearing his name come across the old ticker for winning the Cup up. Series. Uh, have to pull that up. Well, while you're pulling that up, uh, let me tell everyone, uh, uh, it was an exciting week this past week. A um, lot of things dipping and diving and changing and moving around, and um, I, I jumped in on all of it. Uh, uh, it as most will know, I was... Uh, at Sobel Speedway, the last, uh, what, since 2019 with uh, Paul Grizel. Uh, put my two-week notice in, Junior. So uh, I'll be done officially on March the 23rd. Um, off to greener pastures, and uh, the Speedway is, uh, there's nothing else I can do to help it out. So uh, time to move along and uh, go after it, and uh, real exciting for uh, real excited for the future of Race Time Radio. We got a lot happening with um, with Race Time Radio, and uh, speaking of that, I've even got some more news. But what do you say? Before I get into any more news, I tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Don't you think that'd be a good idea, there, June Bug? It would be. It would be. Okay. We got a good lineup. We've got. Uh, we, we, there's a lot of late model content tonight. Oh yeah, and that's that. I mean, that's kind of you know our backbone. We love late model racing, and that's what we're going to talk a lot about tonight. Yes, we are. Well, f- starting it out right off the hop, uh, our first guest on the hotline is going to be Mr. Ken Cunning. Uh, everybody knows Ken from Canada's East Coast. Uh, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour is uh, what he is the general manager of, as along with um, um, Scotia Speed World, all of our good friends and family there at Scotia Speed World. Uh, Ken Cunning, big announcement came out just a week ago. Uh, Ken is going to retire at the end of the 2022 season, Junior. Uh, he's going to spend some more time with the grandkids and uh, he's going to kick back and become a race fan once again. 
uh, is, uh, I believe, 15 years the gentleman has been doing this job. And um, I, I put a little uh, quote tweet over top of the tweet that was out saying that Ken is going to retire. I said, uh, an excellent GM, an excellent friend. Um, and, and I meant every word of it. He's been uh, he's been one of those guys that uh, I've had a lot of fun with Ken, uh, and you know, instrumental in getting all of the stuff going that we had on the East Coast. Of course, Cecil Vance owns um, the tour, and he's the guy that owns the uh, Speedway at Scotia Speed World. But Ken Cunning definitely, uh, uh, we've had a lot of fun with Ken and Jackie, his wife, and Scotty, his son, and. Um, a great guy. And I look forward to getting him on the show tonight to talk about the tour. Uh, finally, the pandemic is winding down. I know it's not gone, but it is winding down. Uh, all the restrictions are going to go out the window here on the 21st. And uh, things are looking good for 2022 from right now. And uh, it's going to be a dynamite year for Kenny, I do believe, out there on that East Coast. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, really, um, the first full year, kind of, if you will, of having the new sponsor, um, you know, they've had East Coast International, um, you know, and they, they got out of the box and they raced, but it was under the COVID, you know, plight, I guess you could say, yeah. um, you know, clouded by by the the pandemic. Uh, you know, the first race was a little bit of a controversy, controversy last year. Um, only a handful of cars showed up. Um, you know, difficult, difficult deal. There was a whole pile of things stacked against them uh, last year, but successful season nonetheless came out the other side you know with with a very competitive um you know last few races and and uh um you, you know they've got to be looking forward to just a regular year yeah. and yeah, yeah um really i i would say that they've done the best out of all of the racing series across canada um for um putting racing on the racetrack um, they were kind of like the first ones to go back to it, you know, yes. not necessarily the tour, but but in the Maritimes, uh, they were the first ones to go back to it after the initial lockdown. They were the first ones back to it, um, you know, after the second lockdown, uh, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding. But but, you know, they were the first ones to get back out of uh, out. Uh, on the racetrack and and uh, Ken was very instrumental in that and uh, it'll be interesting just to catch up with him I know the last time we talked to him uh, he really you know uh, you know he kind of applauded the um, maritime Atlantic public health for working together with them uh, for identifying Riverside and Scotia Speed World and and as well Petty and 660 as the largest outdoor sporting events in the Atlantic provinces um, which is really impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And goes to show why they have the support that they have um, in, in the series, not not only on the racetrack, but in the grandstands as well, and then as well on the billboards. Um, there's uh, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to say about the the province getting behind it, or, or the provinces getting behind it. Um, you know, between PEI, uh, New Brunswick, and and as well uh, Nova Scotia. So, um, you know, Kenny uh, definitely has got a lot to look forward to this year. 
uh, it'll be uh, it'll be tough for him to walk away. He's a very hands-on guy. Yeah. Um, I can't see him just reverting back to a race fan. Uh-huh. Um, he will be uh, he will be involved in the sport one way or another, whether he likes it or not. Um, <laughs> there'll be a lot of people that still want to lean on him, but uh, um, yeah, definitely, it'll be good to catch up with him. It's kind of a yearly thing. We catch up to him, you know, right around this time, and then we usually catch up to him right before the race season starts. Um, just to uh, cover off any final notes and touches. And, and uh, you know, this this time of year, he usually lets some stuff out of the bag of what we can yeah. expect to see. Yeah, yeah. And we're looking forward to catching up with Kenny tonight uh, right off the hop. Second guest on the schedule, Junior, uh, is a driver that is going to run a full season in the NASCAR Pinty Series here in Canada. He's also getting ready to uh, take a bite out of the bunny, the Easter bunny, 150 comes up next weekend, and uh, young Trayton Lapsovich is on his way, or going to be on his way, uh, to uh, Hickory Speedway. No, that's a track you've been to before. Absolutely. And uh, that's what he's going to be doing, and he's going to join Race Time Radio tonight before he goes down there to the Easter Bunny. Uh, going to be great catching up with Trayton. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, uh, it'll be really cool to catch up with him. He, he, I it's really neat to see, you know, over the last handful of years, right? Speed Week was always uh, the pilgrimage for Canadians going down south to race. Um, you know, I'm going to rewind probably about seven years here. Um, and we started seeing guys kind of branch out away from Speed Weeks and kind of cherry picking large events that they can go down and race at. And this Easter Bunny 150, you know, it's kind of perfect timing. If you wreck your car down there, you got enough time to get it back together for whatever series that you're going to be racing in uh, when you come back north of the border. Yep. Um, you've got uh, you've got enough time to put everything back together. Uh, it, it works out great because it does break up the winter a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know the 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 time frame in which it it's held. Um, it it it's a big race for not only the Canadians to go down, but as well, the deep South guys, um, they're off right that weekend. And, and as yep. well, the, the guys from the Northern side. So yeah, you really still get good quality. You at get, that race. You get really good quality at that Easter bunny One Fifty, And, and, uh, you know, we've seen guys like Steve Laking make the trip down, of course, good friends with the Tim family with Murray, Tim and Cole, Tim and those guys. Um, and, uh, uh, Dale Shaw has made the trip down JP, from Peterborough Speedway. JP's going um, again. Yep. I was so, just texting so, with him. He's going Tuesdays. But, yep. but those guys there um, have been making that pilgrimage for the last little bit. And, um, you know, now you've got guys like, uh, you're going to have a bunch of Canadians in this field. You got Kyle Reed. Uh, I believe Austin McDonald had it on his schedule. Yep. Um, yep as well, the uh, Corey Hall. Uh, Corey, Corey Hall had it on his schedule as well. Corey, um, how about Cole? Cole Butcher, did you happen to? I, I, I did not see Cole Butcher on there, right, but right. but maybe. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't doubt that Donnie Wilson's got a ton of involvement there. <laughs> no, um, but uh, then the addition of Trayton Lapsovich and as, as well the the Reeds, um, you know that's a that's a ton of Canadians oh, that, yeah. that are making the trip down for this race. And JP uh, has been climbing the ladder too. I he has been. Add. He's been doing a lot of work. And, yeah. and watch uh, out, JP's talked, a real deal. I talked to JP at. Uh, at, at Peterborough last year at Autumn Colors and, yeah. and uh, just briefly in passing. And and uh, he's definitely very excited about uh, getting back down there because he put together a new piece and and uh, he loves racing with the past guys. And and uh, it's it's just a, a great event overall. But uh, 
no, it's it's interesting. You know, you look at the Easter Bunny 150, and you look at uh, Nashville before the pandemic. I know Josh mm-hmm. Stoddy was talking about going down. Yep. Jake Sheridan was talking about going down. I wouldn't doubt that you see those guys kind of throw their hat in the ring once we get to the other side of the normal race season here. Uh, guys like Taylor Holdaway will fire back up, and and um, you know we're, I think we're going to see a, a, this is going to be a, a groundbreaking year for for Canadians traveling down there, um, not just traveling down there to race, but traveling down there with good, great quality equipment. Um, and uh, I think the turning point was seeing that that snowball derby with guys like Brandon Watson and. Yeah. Trayton Lapsovich, who we're talking about here, yeah, yeah. Um, going down there and, and really raising the bar and, and setting top 10 performances. Well, Kyle Reed is also going to join the show tonight. He drives the number 42. Uh, he is out of Fort McMurray, Alberta. We do see him on Canada's East Coast in the Maritimes. Pops into the uh, Pro Stock Tour. We see him in that. Usually see him at Riverside. He and his brother Chris just love uh, bouncing around and jumping in and out of the races. We'll catch up tonight with Kyle Reed on the show. He is going to the Easter Bunny 150. And he's also going to be getting ready for the uh, Western Rattler 300 that we will be carrying live on Race Time Radio, my dad. Got some more news to tell you about that as the show progresses as well. And then uh, we'll hear from Kyle. Then we're going to go out to the West Coast and we're going to grab Riley Siebert. Driver of the 09 car, Riley, uh, one of those uh, professional short track racers out there on the West Coast. He's been at all those short tracks out there. He has got his eyes focused in on the Rattler uh, 300 coming up. Look forward to catching up with Riley here tonight on the show. That is the lineup that we've got for you. And as mentioned, I still got a bunch more news. You say that, uh, that Kyle Reed is from Fort McMurray, but I... To be honest with you, you, you that's can't, where he is now. I, I know, but you can't say that because he's more of a transient now, right? <laughs> it, the guy, the guy. It doesn't matter where the races happen, whether it's Richmond, Virginia, or whether it's it's I North know. Carolina, or whether it's uh, well, the East got, Coast of Canada. You got to um, pick a spot on the map and say he's from there. I know. I know. He is initially from. The East Coast. I know he's from everywhere, but uh, it's like that song. You know the the. I know it's the Canada Post song now, oh, or the it? the American Post song I've now. Been I've been everywhere. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. you see it uh, played on on uh, the American channels. But uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Cash, I believe, sung that. Right? It's Johnny Cash. Yep. I've been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's that's old, old JC. Yes, it is. But uh, no, he's uh, looking forward to catching up with Kyle. It's uh, it's cool. Uh, the Reed brothers, huge supporters of motorsports. Uh, you can't say enough about them. Uh, you've seen Robbie's towing actually if, on the on the rear quarters of Corey Allscar the whole time. Wonder if they are still in a Fury car. They're they're still working with Hicken. Which, I mean, well, that's, that's Fury. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what, Junior? We got to hit this break. When we come back, we're going to have Ken Cunning, the general manager of Scotia Speed World and the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Looking forward to catching up with my old bud Ken, and we're going to do it on the other side of the break. Hey. Kent. Remember Kent? He's probably tuned back in tonight. Kent, if you're tuned in, welcome back, buddy. We'll hit the break and more when we get back. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. 
Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100. And a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at RacetimeRadio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is QuickWick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com and they ship to your door. QuickWick fire starters. They work. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back there, one and all, live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And we, without delay, are going to get right back to the hotline. Well, back to the hotline, I say. We haven't been on there since last week, but we're going to get back to it right now and welcome in uh, the GM of not only the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, but he's also the general manager of Scotia Speed World. He's also a good friend of Race Time Radio. Let's welcome in Ken Cunning. What's going on tonight there, Kenster? How are you? 
I'm good, Joe. I'm really good, actually. So uh, I'm just catching some of the Phoenix race, waiting for you to call and and uh, seeing what's happening in the rest of the world. No, not a boy. You look pretty good from here, I gotta say, Ken. Looking real good from here. You got that Boston hat on still? Uh, not tonight, no. <laughs> not tonight. You took it off for the night, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. How, hey, how do you like Phoenix? What's the race looking like? Uh, it's, I'm not sure I like the this whole format they do, but anyway, I, I'm, I, I must admit I don't watch a whole lot. I don't during the summer i don't get to see a whole lot and when uh when i get home i'm tired and i've seen enough racing so <laughs> yeah. i just sort of dabble in it i guess hey bud hey i'll tell you after we get fired up like you say we get uh so consumed in everything that's happening around us uh that it's pretty hard like i i honestly really rely on my Sirius XM satellite radio to pull in NASCAR 90 uh, and listen to those guys. And that's how I really get caught up on all my NASCAR information throughout the course of the week. Um, you know, if it wasn't for that channel, yeah, I'd be behind the eight ball a lot of times. Yeah, there's so much going on from Saturday to Saturday, Sunday to Sunday, whatever. Um, it, it's hard to keep up. And if if you're down in in North Carolina area or that part of the world, they've got a lot going on on the radio and you hear a lot of racing. But the farther you get from it, the less you hear. So if it wasn't for those channels, uh, we, we, would be, we wouldn't be newsless, I guess. We wouldn't be up to date as we are. Yeah, not near as much. Hey, things are looking pretty good with this East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, looks like you got things all ready to go for 2022. Uh, is it just appear that way, or I imagine it is? How are things coming along? Uh, pretty good, I guess. Uh, we're like the duck. Everything's calm above water, but below water, we're pouting like hell. But um, We've got our schedule, and we're still tweaking some of the rules things. We've got issues on getting some parts or pieces and that sort of thing. But um, we're, we're working now putting uh, sponsors to races. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's, this, this, it's the spring, I guess it's not even spring, late, some, late winter going into spring work that we do. Yeah. Now, uh, let, let's talk pandemic. I know it's not endemic yet, uh, but it is uh, looking more and more like it is closing up. Uh, how are things looking on that front from a public health standpoint? All restrictions are going to be lifted here in Ontario. I say all, all but a couple. Um, like uh, when you go into a hospital, you got to have a mask on. But I believe anything outside of that, uh, you can. That the mask is gone. The uh, the passport thing is gone. There's a lot of stuff gone with it. How about out in uh, Nova Scotia and in the Maritimes? How's it looking? Well, we're about the same. Uh, New Brunswick is going uh, Monday. They're wide open. Um, PEI is the 21st of March, I believe, and Nova Scotia the same. But like, we're three provinces, but we're so close together, and it'd be sure make it easy on everyone if they do the same things at the same time. But it, it's looking good. It's going forward. Um, it looks like things will be good, and, and we're counting on on being outdoors where I believe it's safer, and public health has said, it, said it's safer outdoors than indoors. So 
Um, you know, I think we'll have some fans that are a little, uh, I don't know if I want to go or not and at beginnings. And uh, we had that for, each, for the last two years that we tried to race. And uh, opening day wasn't great. And every day got a little better as people adjusted and thought about it and went to a went go to a race and say, well, gee, this is pretty good. No one was around me. So that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, and that's what everybody, that's, uh, it's going to be incredible when we do finally get back to the track and get things all re-energized once again. Uh, be kind of cool when you don't need a porta potty for every fan that comes through the grandstand. You guys did monumental work trying to stay up with all the restrictions, yet still get some races in last year. Uh, that would have been a real challenge, and thank God you don't have to go through all that once again. Oh, it's a ton of work. Um, I got to tell you, we're very good at putting gates in fences now, and um, it's the good thing about going into the 2002 year is they're telling us now what's going to happen before we start. Um, the last two years, we were halfway through the year and not doing anything, and then they would say, "Well, you, if you do this, you can have 150 people." Well, I don't know too many racetracks that survive on 150 people yeah um so it, it was always a, a rush to catch up to what public health was doing but going forward this time we know what's going to happen on the 21st unless the bottom falls out of it and i don't think that'll will uh so we we had the luxury of planning it a little bit and, and working our plan that's perfect so this year now we're going to fire off into the season uh, I guess before you drop that first green flag in the air, uh, you got to finish off what you start or what you finished off with in 2021. There was no awards presentation last year. You couldn't do it. Couldn't get any more than three people together. Uh, so now uh, the, the plan is, I do believe, to fire off with the banquet and crown Craig Slon White, the 99 car, with the championship. How is that going to happen? And uh, maybe take us through that part of it, if you will. Well, we're still working out the details um, because it's hard to get a room. Um, the banquet won't be like it is uh, in, in previous years. It won't be as large. Right. And that was part of our problem is that there's only a few places in the Maritimes uh, that can handle the, the number of people. But... We're moving, we're going to do something at the racetrack. We're going to have the, last year we had 48 cars race with us, and we had nine full-time cars because of everything that's going on, and we may see some of that with with fuel prices. Uh, we're going to give trophies away on the front stretch of day one uh, for the nine full-time cars, Rookie of the Year, Crown Craig, the champion, and we're going to do it in front of the fans. Um, we just, we've been dealing with hotels, trying to find a spot and then trying to find when do we do this? And we said, well, let's take it right to the racetrack and do it in front of the fans that are there weekend week out with us and let them share in it. And we're, we're going to do the same thing the next night when we, uh, run Scotia Speed World Division. We're going to put all our, our, champions out there top three in uh, each division and all our rookies of the year and we'll do the presentations that way 
Yeah, that's going to be cool, Junior. That's uh, getting everybody together. Getting everybody together. Uh, yeah, I'll give you one. It's different, and uh, let's face it, things are different these days. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, the only downside, Ken, is your bar bill is going to be significantly smaller. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's true. But we never got a cut of the bar bill at the banquet anyway. The hotel gets that. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, it's definitely it's it's really cool. You know, when when you think about it, the fans are the ones that. Uh, you know, are, are going to benefit from it. They're going to see the the celebration. They're going to hear the speech from from Craig and and from the the champions from last year. Um, it's it's definitely great to honor them and and uh, you know it's a, it's a great way as well to recognize the new sponsors that come on board for for those those people. They're they're going to be ready to go for this year and and uh, you know it gives them an opportunity to to kind of give a preview of of what's to come and and uh, uh, no hats off to you guys because it's uh you know it's one of those things that you know and we've talked about it a lot on the show that uh racetracks learned a lot and have had to adapt and have had to change and 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 think on the fly and and not just tracks but but sanctioning bodies as well and and uh you know i wouldn't doubt that this turns into an annual thing you know as great as a banquet is as awesome as a banquet is um you, you know if this is done right and and the fans are into it and and everybody's into it then this can become an annual thing where where you know if covid never happened this would never happen right because it would just be status quo and there'd be a normal banquet so um no it's it's uh it's great thinking and and uh, i think that the the fans will definitely uh we will get a kick out of it and uh uh, looking forward to seeing it. Ken, looking at, uh, you know, I, I think this is on everybody's mind, and, and I, I, I got to ask. I've asked everybody, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to continue to ask everybody because it's it's a hot topic within the industry right now, and you probably know where I'm going with this by, by how I'm talking about it, but how does the tire situation look like for 2022 for you guys? Are there provisions? Are there are there question marks still? What what does the tire situation look like for the Pro Stock Tour? Um, and then as well, maybe touch on on Scotia Speed World as well. Well, I, I put it this way: I've ordered tires. Yep. I don't have any tires. <laughs> yeah, which, correct. Which is a good thing at this time of year because I'd have to pay for it. Yep. Um, what what we're hearing, um, we run on Hoosiers, and. Uh, um, Bicknell in, in St. Catharines is, is the Canadian distributor for Hoosier. So we would have been working for them. And basically, the last I've heard is there are still problems with tires. Um, Hoosier themselves uh, are going to use the same strategy they used last year. They're going to give everybody some tires. Uh, we didn't start racing until July because of restrictions for public health and we couldn't get tires anyway and they made sure we had tires for when we were opening up and i know there were some tracks in upstate new york that raced early and stopped racing uh when we started racing because the tire allotment was coming our way so hoosiers asked everybody to don't extend races this year um run them your traditional numbers uh limit your practice tires and basically the word they're saying they're coming out is we have x amount of tires that use them wisely because once they're gone they may be gone yeah um, but i think it is better the, the feeling i have 
uh, talking to everybody, it's better than it was last year when they were really struggling. Now, a few weeks ago, there was a super late model uh, race in California, and when they pulled in, they had tires to race on, but no tires for practice. Yep. We we went last year, we had no practice tires, and you know we had a human cry. I can't, I need practice tires. I can't race. I need practice tires. Well. Two choices here. One, we give you practice tires, and that's all you do all year, or we keep them and use them as race tires. And uh, once everybody sort of fell in line and got their head around it, said, well, it makes sense. And I'm being treated the same way the other guy is that I'm beside on the racetrack. So if he's going good, I should be able to go good, and that's the way we did it. So uh, you, you play the cards that are dealt to you. And maybe the teams can save a couple of bucks, right? They won't have to buy that extra set of tires. And uh, it's safe to say, Ken, at least I think it is. Uh, You know better than I, but uh, teams should have a bunch of tires maybe laying around from last year, being as they were at a premium. They would have hung on to those skins instead of, you know, letting them roll down the road. Maybe they hung on to them and they'll have something to play with at the beginning of the year. Because I I do believe the old saying is if you're fast on old tires, you should be a bullet by the time you put the new sneakers on. Well, that's my philosophy. If if I can make a, a car or a racer can make a car run on old tires, if you put new on, it's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah. They so, sh- uh, I, I, you know, it, it's, I think the racers learned a lot. Uh, there was there was a settling in to do because racers are always suspicious when you tell them, like, we can't get this or we can't get that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, once they understood that the guy I race with every week is not getting any tires and I'm not getting any tires, it was sort of like, oh, okay, if we're all in the same boat, then we're on the same boat. And that. That's what we're, we'll try to do. And they, they may have tires left over, uh, you know, really used tires, but really good used tires um, that will allow them to get out t- testing in the spring. Absolutely. And when you look at when you look at the grand scheme of things, you know, you, I, I point at the I point at the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series and really the Truck Series as well. I know, I, I know that those guys are professionals, right? And they are they're paid to do this, right? For 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 the most part, so they're supposed to they're supposed to be on top of their game. But that being said, when this whole deal started, um, you know, I don't think that anybody would have thought that the NASCAR Cup Series would drop the green flag without any practice for consecutive races. You know, and yeah. and when you look at when you look at the racing product that was on the racetrack, it was it was better having no practice because there was comers and goers now yeah, more parody now, yeah. th- there was there was a lot of luck uh you know and there was a lot of things there was a lot of little things that happened and i think if you did the, that on the short track side of things it would be a lot more difficult because a lot of little issues prop up in practice right whether you're you know a, a nut or a bolt is is loose or you know you find something that breaks in practice that that would have broken the race uh, and and it takes out an A list driver or or it takes out uh, you know somebody in competition for for the win. Um, it, it's not a good look, right? But that being said, that's not on the sanctioning body. That's on the team. So it uh, you know if you limit practice, I think that that is only a good thing. I can I could list a, a, a list of guys in arms length long that that would say limiting practice down to fifteen minutes would be fine with them. You know <laughs> I think of guys and and I'll actually throw some names under the the bus here we haven't got enough time 
Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. No, but like, you know, I'll throw out a couple names. But, you know, a guy like Sean Chenoweth would, would be very vocal in saying, yeah. why do we need to go burn up a set of stickers just so that we can dial our car in perfectly when everybody else has to, too? And, and guys yeah. like Andrew Grizzell and, and, and J.R. Fitzpatrick. Now, now, those are just guys locally, right? They'll buy stickers because they have to yeah. and, and dial them in practice. But if they didn't have to, they wouldn't do it, right? So yeah. it's uh, – and they would be just as fine not doing it. So um, really, we, I we think that – We shrunk our practice time. Exactly. Last, last year just to conserve tires that they did have. And, yep. and uh, we've always had a rule that you can't practice at a track um, that the week before the race unless it was an open practice. Yep. And, uh, you know – just trying to make it fair because uh, our guys are coming from three different or four different provinces, and um, you, you all you, you can't pull out of work on a Wednesday or to drive somewhere on Thursday and practice. Uh, so it, it's it's that, that's a, that's part of our job as as track managers, owners of facilities, or what have you, is to is to make the the playing field as equal as you can make it, and you don't want to have the, the the guy with the most money winning all the time because you're going to run out of race cars shortly after that. We're with Ken Cunning tonight. He's the general manager of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and Scotia Speed World. Uh, he's out in just outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, and he's uh, with us on the hotline. Ken, um, rig, uh, rig length, uh, race length this year. Uh, we're always used to seeing 150s in the Pro Stock Tour. Uh, we've uh, got two big cherries on top with two 250s. we got uh, usually the Cat 250 and with the IWK 250. Uh, is it still looking the same uh, even with, you know, the, the, the tire situation if there is one? Uh, we're still going to be able to look forward to 150s and two 250s? That's what we're looking at. Um the, the, the two 250s have been historically been around for a long time, and uh, we, we want to to continue that. Uh, they're sort of iconic races of their own, and and uh, it pulls other drivers from other places and and uh, that sort of thing. And and we want to keep that tradition going. Um, we're hoping to run our, our 150s. Our last race of the year is, it has been a 200, and um, that's we're hoping we get enough tires to, to do what we're doing. We're not looking to add extra races because we're pretty well maxed out as it is as, as far as getting cars to the racetrack, and uh, we're not looking to run a longer season or anything like that because we, we run from May till the end of September, October, 1st of October, and that pretty much burns up all the decent weather. So it's because of, I guess, the necessity of the the climate and the times we're in, we're trying to keep it the the way it has been. Race number one in that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour will fire off on the May long weekend. Uh, it'll be Saturday, I do believe, at Scotia Speed World. Ken, am I correct in any of this? You're correct. 
Look at that. Every now and then, uh, a squirrel, even a blind squirrel, finds a nut, right? <laughs> yeah, every now and then you do. You want to believe it. Now, uh, big news, and this is, I guess, what we're going to have to close with, kind of. Uh, but big news, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you announced uh, the retirement. You're going to retire out after, what is it, 15 years uh, behind the uh, controls for the Pro Stock Tour and Scotia Speed World. Uh, what played into the decision to retire? Because, Ken, I personally don't think you're ready to go yet. You're still, uh, you still got lots of good days ahead of you, and uh, you're one of the best in the business, my friend. Well, thank you. You're you're too kind. But I, I guess it's it has been 15 years, um, and I worked 30 years with Bell Alliance, so it's, uh, um, it's I'm getting up there in age. I've, I've waiting for a, a knee replacement and hopefully that happens sooner than later um, but I've got three grandkids close by and um, actually they love going to the racetrack but they don't get there very often and, and it, it's I take some busman's holidays or whatever you want to call them in the sense that on a Saturday or a Sunday that we're not racing on Saturday or where it's close enough, I'm home early, we'll go to the drag races. But it's just spend some more time with them. Um, can't do this forever. So, you know, we're in pretty good shape uh, going forward, and it's time for to sort of hand it over to somebody else. And I was uh, lucky enough to follow Ernie Ledwich, and uh, Ernie was a... Uh, the godfather of racing in, in the Maritimes. And as Ernie used to say, everybody in the grandstands thinks this all happens by magic. And the magic is happens because of a whole lot of hard work. So I've been blessed with having good staff on both the tour and at, at Scotia, people that have been there a long time and, and lived the, lived the life sort of thing and, and are proud of what they're doing and work hard to, to give the racers uh, a good event, so it's you can't do it forever. And I, I, you know, I don't want to start slipping and sliding and falling off. I, I, I like to step out myself rather than get pushed out. Well, I tell you what, uh, it's this sport is all about people, and those people that 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 group that you have. Uh, that that you work together with each and every Saturday night, and each time that green flag goes in the air, uh, it, it all means a ton. But it's all one big family. Uh, it all starts at the top, Ken Cunning, and uh, you've been the guy up there uh, putting together and keeping together that 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 group of people that make everything successful out there. And you have done a fantastic job. I know you're going to do another good job here in 2022. Uh, final question for you tonight, Ken. Uh, is there your successor? Uh, will that person be around throughout the course of 2022, sort of learning the ropes? Or yeah. uh, you're going to fly the ship right to the end and then hand over the, the, the pilot seat, so to speak? No, he's, he's here now. Um, and he's starting to get his feet wet a little bit and wrap his head around what we're doing, how we do it, and that sort of thing. Um, so, uh, it, uh, uh, it, it, it'll be time for him to have somebody around to ask questions. Um, I know like I've been doing this for 15 years. I still get on the phone and call Ernie Ledwich 
some days and say, listen, here's what's going on. Here's what I'm thinking. Am I off balance or what? And so we'll give him some time to do that. And then he can uh, grab the sails and, and set a course and head off that way. You know, if you think for a minute in this sport, you know it all. Uh, and you're not looking to lean on somebody. Uh, I'll tell you what, you're looking the wrong way. But uh, Ken Cunning, you, my friend, have done a dynamite job, and I can't wait to see uh, the fruits of your labor starting uh, the May long weekend at Scotia Speed World. Uh, it's going to be another great season. I got a sneaky suspicion, my friend. Well, I, I hope so. I, I think it will, and and I, I I think fans will come back to to the tracks everywhere, local tracks and and touring series and, and that type of thing because, you know, the restrictions are coming off and as long as they behave and, you know, on how they, where they interact with people, I think it'll be very good. And, and I, I think it's, uh, it, it's nothing that the last two years has sharpened us up a lot and we've got a whole lot more flexible in changing um, what we're doing, you know, like, if you're talking on a Wednesday, we're going to have a race on Saturday, and we don't even know what we can do yet. Yeah. It, it, you scramble, and now you, you realize that let's get some things in place here so it's easier for us to work this. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, number one, going into the year, not having to worry about can we race or can't we race? Are they going to let us race? Or what's COVID going to do? It's going to do like we're on the downhill slope of COVID, hopefully. And uh, we can go in and plan like what we want to do, and lay it out and go that way. So it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Is it? I, I don't know if, how anybody else in this involved in stock car racing or any type of racing. I always look forward to it ending, yeah. <laughs> and I always look forward to it starting. It's it's uh, it's intense while you're doing it, but it's fun. It's challenging, and you get to meet some good people and. Uh, um, a lot of racers have gone through a lot of uh, uh, a lot of our races and that type of thing, and you meet meet friends. They become where you meet people, and they become friends. So it's uh, it's it's fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be dynamite, Ken. We can't thank you enough for the time tonight on Race Time Radio and getting us set up. Uh, we are uh, listening, uh, hearing from teams uh, leading right up to that first green flag. And we'll be hearing from uh, lots of the Pro Stock Tour teams in between now and then. Uh, look forward to hopefully getting together ourselves out there and bringing the fans uh, that much closer to the Pro Stock Tour like it was before the pandemic. But uh, we'll save that for another day, and hopefully it's in the cards, my friend. All right. I, it would be good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. It's good talking to you. And you stay at a troll, say hi to Jackie, and uh, don't forget to give uh, Scotty a nod as well for us, will you? Will do. You betcha. Ken Cunning, the uh, general manager for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and Scotia Speed World. Get ready. They're going to fire off on the May long weekend. Uh, we'll catch up with some teams. We'll get that champion back here on Race Time Radio and get his thoughts heading into uh, what's going to be a dynamite season coming up. In just a few short weeks, we're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, how about Trayton Lapsovich? He's going to do NASCAR Pindies. He's also heading for the Easter Bunny next weekend. We'll get his thoughts next, here live on Racetime Radio. 
Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best of Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use a quick wit. These fire starters work. No paper or kindling. And presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Heim, the famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it was just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled life style programs 24 7 go green with rev tv contact your tv provider to order now a flashback in canadian music history here's eric Elper. rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Label teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro light models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100 and a super pro light model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. 
From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Got some more big news to tell you about, but we'll do it after the top of the hour. You got to hang around for this uh, pretty cool stuff coming up. But I digress. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in a driver that uh, has been turning heads for quite a few years now. Uh, he is no rookie by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he is a young driver, uh, but man, he's been lighting the lamp uh, in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Every time he gets behind the wheel of his uh, pro late model, he wows fans, and he's been doing it since he was uh, just just a pup, which is only a couple of years ago. Let's welcome in driver the number thirty-two. Uh, it is Drayton Lapsovich. What's going on tonight, there, Drayton? How you doing, buddy? Not a whole lot. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, good, good. How's the fam? How's uh, how's Jeff doing? How's Caden doing? How's uh, mom and dad? How's everybody? Uh, everyone's pretty good. Uh, everyone's uh, really excited for the race this week. Um, we're uh, we we made an early trek down, uh, dropped the car in North Carolina, and now we're in Florida enjoying the sun for a couple of days before we head back. Oh no, no! Don't you be rubbing it in there, kiddo. Here I'm thinking you're still up on this side of the border, shivering with the rest of us, but not so. You're down there. Yeah, uh, just thought we'd make a little vacation out of it for spring break as well. So. Uh, it's been a really good time so far, and I can't wait to get to the track. Ooh, should be a happening spot. I forgot spring break down in Florida. That you would be coming unglued. That you'd fit right in there now, kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's good awesome. stuff. So the thirty-two, you got it parked. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Is it at the uh, at the race shop, or whereabouts have you got it? Uh, so we dropped the 32 in North Carolina uh, at uh, at actually one of Caden's friends' house. So uh, that all worked out really nice. So we'd have to to drag it all the way to Florida. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sitting cozy in the trailer, um, and uh, it's it's ready to hit the track though. Nice, uh, Trayton. Uh, you haven't been to the Easter Bunny, right? You, you did you you didn't go down two years ago, did did you? No, this, this is my first. Time. So this is your first time at Hickory. Have you turned any laps at Hickory, um, like in practice or anything else? Uh, no, I haven't turned any laps in real life, but uh, I've done a lot of simulator laps. Uh, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that, that plays into the, to effect and helps me, if any. Definitely. Have you watched any races from there? Like, have you ever been to Hickory Speedway? Uh, no. No I've way? Never, never physically been there at all. Wow. Just a lot of YouTube and a lot of iRacing as well. Well, you're definitely in for a treat. It's uh, man, it's I've I've watched a handful of races there, and and uh, uh, my lord, is it ever bumpy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring a mouth guard with you. It's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely got character. If if that's what if that's what you racers call character, it's got a lot of it. It's uh, it's a pretty neat racetrack. Uh, it's it's 
when you look at at late model racing, it's the mecca, right? It's it's got to mean a lot. Uh, you know, you've you've turned a lot of laps at a lot of really unique racetracks over the past couple of years, and and when you when you look at what you've already done this year, uh, Five Flag Speedway, check that off the list. Now uh, heading to uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, uh, man, you're you're on quite the little bucket list uh, winter, if you will. What's what's on the docket for for the rest of 22? Oh yeah, absolutely. Just the last few months have been awesome with, uh, with Pensacola and now Hickory as well. Like you said, just hitting hitting two of the bucket list tracks for sure. And uh, the rest of the year, um, we'd like to, to try and hit more bucket list tracks. You know, like uh, Nashville and Winchester as well. They both are amazing tracks, and uh, we'll see if we can make those happen too. Trayton, we are getting dangerously close to the top of the hour here. I got uh, my timing off just by a hair. Uh, we got to throw it back to Toronto and get uh, up to date on news and highlights. It takes 90 seconds. And then we come back for hour number two. Do you have enough time where you can hang out with us for a couple more minutes? I know we still got lots to talk to you about. Absolutely. You betcha. That's excellent stuff. Uh, Junior? You, we, we've got two minutes, so go ahead and fire a question, and then uh, we'll. if we have to interrupt, we will, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. Fire yeah, away. Absolutely. Um, so one of the big things, that, uh, and, and it might take you a little bit longer to, to answer this, but um, you've been working with RGC Sports and, and those guys. Um, what's it like learning the ropes kind of on the big side of things when it comes time for, for the sponsorship and, and all of the different marketing you know, programs that RGC is a part of, uh, you, you have an integral role within that organization and, and, uh, what's it like, what's the learning curve been like compared to just regular old late model racing? Uh, it was great to mention that, uh, there's been a lot of that recently, uh, sponsorship meetings and, and other marketing, uh, marketing opportunities that we're looking at. So I've been, I've been learning a lot personally, um, talking to sponsors myself and, and setting up meetings and, and having a lot of fun in that sense and, and just learning a ton, uh, the whole RGC sports group has been great for that. Uh, Mark Dilley and, and Richard Coughlin have definitely definitely taught me a lot, and I've been able to pick up quite a bit in the last couple months. Well, you'd be teaching uh, a lot of people stuff too, Trayton. You know, you you are the new generation, uh, and there's a lot of uh, different assets that you'd be able to bring to the table. Uh, that you know, some of us old guys, just quite truthfully, we we get set in our ways, and we like doing things the safest way possible. Uh, but that isn't always the, the right way, so to speak. You know, uh, things change. What's the saying? Time passes, things change. And that's what happens. And uh, uh, kind of uh, kind of the way life is. But uh, I know we got a bunch to talk to you about. The Easter Bunny's coming up. The NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, man, you just about uh, set that uh, series on its head last year at the end of the series. Uh, we want to talk to you about that and more, but we do have to throw it back to Scotty in Toronto. Get us up to date on news and highlights. Takes 90 seconds, and then we are going to come back live with Trayton Lapsovich. He's in Florida, and you are on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. We will be back in just 90 seconds. More with Trayton. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks. On Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport. The official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got a little chase Elliott, he 
thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. We're back here. It only took a couple minutes. Not even. Not even. 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Did you miss us, Trayton? I missed you. <laughs> just, just like, like a toothache. Just like a toothache, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Trayton Lapsovich uh, on the hotline here from uh, sunny Florida. Uh, getting getting some rays before heading down to uh, Hickory Motor Speedway down in, in Hickory, North Carolina. Um, Trayton, looking at uh, at what's in front of you, it's uh, it's definitely got to be a lot of fun to uh, to take a look at at the at, at such an iconic race. Um, is there many changes between the car that you brought to um, to Five Flags uh, versus what you need to do to to go to Hickory? What's the uh, what's the rules package? Not necessarily the setup stuff. I know those two tracks are completely different. I imagine you guys are going to try a bunch of different stuff. But but rules wise, did, is there a bunch of rules changes between running the snowflake and and then heading heading to uh, heading to to the Easter Bunny? Um, well, well, thankfully, White Motorsports builds a builds a pretty versatile race car. So uh, our car kind of fits the rules in in pass as well as five flags. There wasn't a whole lot of changes that we had to make. Um, uh, a couple safety things per se, um, but no, uh, the the car the car fits the rules really well. Uh, we definitely had to make a lot of changes uh, going from APC to Five Flags. Absolutely, Five Flags. The past seems very. Uh, it, it was it was pretty easy anyway. Cool. So, how do you target this one? How do you set up for it next weekend? You're going to jump into this race. Uh, what's the plan of attack, and what's going to be success for you? Uh, coming out the gate or looking into the race, uh, w- what have you set the benchmark for? I know you want to win the race. You always do, and you are a threat to win it. But what will success be for you on the other side? Do you want me to answer this for you? It's fastest in practice, the pole, and then the win. Right? I knew Is that. that that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. That would, that would be perfect world for sure. Um, thankfully, we got two chances at it anyways. Uh, we're not getting any testing time prior to the racing event. So uh, Friday Friday night will definitely be a lot of learning um, and seeing how we can apply that to Saturday. But to get to come out with two wins would be would be great and amazing. Um, but uh, a lot of, a lot of learning for sure. Qualifying? Are you going to put a lot of emphasis on that qualifying, or with the rig length, or with the race length? Is it going to really matter that much if you qualify like right up there? I know it'd be nice to start up in that you know top three or five or what have you. Uh, but does it really matter uh, with a uh, w- with a long race? Uh, I, I think they do heat races, honestly, so that'll be a new adventure. But but still, it it doesn't really matter. Um, 150 laps, we're going to be on the same tires the whole time. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of saving for sure. It seems like Hickory's a really abrasive surface. Uh, watching races in the past and uh, and seeing seeing how the race all shapes out with early leaders and, and how they end up finishing. So. Um, for me, it's definitely going to be a lot of riding around, um, at least till halfway, and then we'll, we'll uh, 
see if we can make some moves up at the end of the race. How many laps does Caden got on at this track? Uh, I can well imagine he's got laps on at Hickory, doesn't he? Uh, Caden definitely put down a, a few hundred laps this past summer. Yeah, and, uh, so... He can grab the win or two. Yeah, well, and he'd be a good guy to lean on, or is he going to be in the race and be tight left like a... Like, like, no, he, he'd help you out. That's He's a brother. He'd help you out anyway, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Caden, Caden's going to be there helping us out all weekend. Uh, it's great to have the knowledge he has and also the experience on the track will help a ton. Yeah, going to be dynamite stuff, of course, past champion in the NASCAR Pinty Series, too. So uh, talk about a well-rounded family and lots of information uh, that you guys would be able to put together. You go down to the Easter Bunny. You're going to run this race weekend. And then I guess uh, just uh, attention will turn to the NASCAR Pinty Series, I can well imagine, because uh, it won't be long and you'll be on track with race number one there, too. How about the thoughts heading into your first full season of Pinty's. He ran full-time last year. Uh, it's, it's exciting, um, as you said, for uh, full-time. I guess we were full-time last year, but we didn't get to experience the East Coast and the West Coast like we're going to this year. So uh, even more new tracks this season. Um, it should be a lot of fun, and even, even some dirt racing this season as well. So uh, I had a lot of fun on the road courses last season, too, so that's something that I'm looking to expand on there. Uh, picked up some great experience, and... Um, I think uh, we're really not out of the question to grab a, a victory on the road courses, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you look at uh, at what we've seen out of you at Trois-Rivières, you know, uh, we, we've seen a great performance out of the 20 car. Um, we've seen, you know, a strong performance uh, uh, at, uh, at at CTMP. Um, you know, heading into this year with, with Toronto being on the schedule, uh, you got to be chomping at the bit to get there. Uh, I think that would be uh, a lot of fun to watch watch you on those streets. Um, and, and looking at uh, at a track like Edmonton, uh, for, for a Lapsovich at a tight little oval, that's uh, that's got Trayton Lapsovich written all over it. That's got to be a place that you got to be excited to get to. And along with... Along with the other place that we that we talk about a lot, Saskatoon, man, it's uh, uh, you know when you look at the schedule that that we had last year compared to what we're heading into this year, um, and the tracks that you haven't been to, like Chaudier, like uh, like Toronto, Saskatoon, and and as well with Edmonton, uh, those tracks there are uh, they all fit you like a glove, my friend. Yeah, uh, they do, and uh, thankfully we have Caden again. Uh, Caden's one at Saskatoon, one at Chaudier. So uh, a lot of experience there. Um, they, they do uh, – I, I was so excited to go to Chaudier last season, and I was really bummed out that it rained out because that was definitely one of the races that I was looking the most forward to. But uh, hopefully everything works out good this year and, and we do actually get to go. But uh, Saskatoon's another one I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, I was there um, I was there the second year Caden ran it. I think it was in 2017. Uh, he was able to pick up one of the wins in the in the twin races there. So that's that's definitely a really nice track. Um, it seems like there was a lot of two groove racing and, and a good facility as well. You got Trayton Lapsovich on the hotline. He's getting ready to uh, head to Hickory. Uh, he's going to be at the Easter Bunny 150 coming up next weekend, and then of course the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, going to be a full schedule. Uh, I didn't consider last year's a full schedule because it only had uh, two provinces and not the whole thing. That's why I probably missed the fact. That uh, he Tra- ran for a championship. Trayton didn't go for a full year, but he did go for a full year. I just—it's <laughs> me. I missed half the schedule. Uh, Trayton, uh, you know, fans, especially NASCAR fans, uh, love 
and, and are very, very passionate about their races. And, you know, when you take a look at Delaware Speedway, the final race of uh, 2021, man, it was a barn burner. Uh, you had a dynamite race, and you did have a dynamite race, not had uh, going, but you did have a dynamite race in that final event. Uh, you and DJ Kennington, I believe it was the Friday night race, uh, it looked like it was going to be your race, man. It looked like you were going to get that win. DJ uh, had other plans. He uh, got in there. Uh, you guys made a little bit of contact, and uh, DJ got the win. Is that last year, and do you forget about that? Or are you going to – does that sort of sit in the memory bank and that, you know, uh, you're going to race guys the way they race you? Should fans be looking at that as, hey, there's the beginning of a rivalry, the new guy against the old guy, the uh, new guy against the experienced guy, whatever the case may be. Uh, is that something that fans should be looking towards, or is that water under the bridge and you and DJ have sat down and had a Pepsi? Uh, we definitely haven't sat down and had a Pepsi. Um, I wouldn't say it's something that you forget about. Uh, it's definitely something you leave in the memory bank. You know, Being that close to, to winning the first one, and uh, coming up short like that, I mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking, especially how it happened. But, I mean, I guess that's racing. Um, we'll take it in the next season. Um, none of us are there to go and go and wreck race cars for sure. Um, so it's just, it was just, it was hard racing. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to be around for quite a while. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll search for some more wins elsewhere. Anything you can learn from that? Like, I don't know how you would. You, you had a perfect race going. And, uh, like, contact was there. There's no doubt there was contact. Uh, he didn't wreck you by any stretch and put you into a fence or anything like that. But it was contact. Uh, and I guess, you know, the, the old saying is he had to be fast enough to get there. So, uh, but we all try and take things away. Uh, is there anything that you could learn from that? Or is there anything to learn from that? Um. Yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't be a move I would have made, uh, personally. Um, if I would have done it, I probably would have been a lot closer to the guy in front of me, and, and I would have hit him square as well. Uh, I think uh, it was a, a lot of myself saving the car after he hit me in the left rear. I, I think it easily could have taken anyone else out. Um, but we are able to get it back under me. Um, I don't know. I, I just think, like as I said, none of us are there to wreck cars ever. Um, so it's just kind of something you leave in the memory bank. And I mean, if I if I'm behind him coming to the coming to the checkered, and I still haven't got that first win, I, I mean, it's just it's something that you keep there at the top of your head. There you go. See, and that's uh, NASCAR Pindies fans will remember that. And I know there's a lot of listeners that'll be listening, going, "Man, I remember watching that race, Junior. That was uh, and it was spectacular. I'll tell you what. Uh, that that last year, that final race weekend." Uh, we've seen so many things that we probably normally wouldn't have seen. That was definitely one of them, and I was uh, right on the edge of my seat. Well, I was that, going, come on, Trayton, go, go, go. And then I, I was kind of heartbroken when DJ got into him. But I understand. You know, I, oh, like, it, set, it set the tone for, for a wild weekend. And, and you know, as it's when it comes time for racing, I mean, it's, it, it is, you know, you answered it perfectly. You know, it's, um, it, there's no way that Trayton Lapsovich can be happy with the outcome of it. There's no way that, that you can, that you can allow it to cloud your judgment heading into the next year. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, when you look at, 
when you look at the the skill and you know the 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 amount of work that each one of you guys put in to go and race and um you know you're you're a hundred percent correct and and it is one of those things where you know heading into <laughs> you know two to go and and you've got a two you know a a two tenths faster car um you know it doesn't matter who it is they better be looking out right and and it's uh it, it is the the way of of short track racing unfortunately or fortunately right it it depends on how you look at it the fans i know went ballistic and 50 percent of them hated the move 50 percent of it loved it and um you know it definitely set the tone heading into sunday it created a storyline it, it created all sorts of different things we're still talking about it now and it's march right it's uh the way that uh, the way that it is and and you handled it great i i think that i think that the series handled it great i think that everybody did it's i mean it, it wasn't the first bump and run in, in racing it won't be the last and and uh you know i i think that when you look at it uh you know you you answered it you know exactly the way that you should it's uh, if i was you i'd be pissed too and and i'd i'd also move on right and and that's um, you know, you got to look at, at how, how much, how much of, of professionalism you have and, and, uh, you're, you're going to, you're going to be there a, a million times between now and the end of your career. You're going to, you're going to put wins on the board. And I think DJ even said that, you he know, did. so he did. it's, uh, it's, it's definitely part of it. And it's, it's always a tough pill to swallow. Um, and, and really it's, uh, it, there's no there's no positive that can come out of it that's uh, that's not on the race fan side. Well, yeah, I was just going to say the fan man are they going to win? Uh, yeah. This is going to be an exciting year. Uh, I just thought I'd ask Trayton about that. Uh, I know it was on my mind. I wanted to see Trayton win that first race, but hey, that first race is a coming, isn't it, Trayton? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's exactly how it is. Sometimes it's in your favor, and sometimes it's not. Um, you know, not getting the first win last year was definitely heartbreaking because we were so close so many times and we just had so much bad luck. But I think it, I think it creates a lot of, uh, a lot of determination heading into this this next year. Um, and just, and we're going to be gunning for that that first win every single weekend. Well, and, uh, I think when we get it, it just create a lot of momentum for our team as a whole. You're going to be creating a lot of momentum this weekend coming into the Easter Bunny 150. Uh, this is going to be incredible. What day do you show up at the racetrack, bud? Um, we're either going to be there Thursday night or really Friday, or really early Friday morning. Have nice. you looked at the weather forecast? Uh, do you guys do that at all, or do you just wait and just say, "Hey, we're we're here, we're going to go"? Have you looked at it? Does it look favor favorable? Um, the last time I looked at it, it looked pretty good. I think it was about 21 and, uh, and partly cloudy. I didn't see any chance to rain. Uh, my mom's was showing a chance to rain, but I, I think we'll go by my habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Chan- right. A chance of a win, a chance of a victory. That's what I like to sign off. That's exactly it. You want to believe it. Kiddo, the best of luck. Be safe. Say hi to uh, absolutely the whole family, and you got to know, that uh, you got to squeeze over in that seat because the rest of Canada's getting in that car with you, kid. Awesome. i uh, just so grateful for all the support from all of Canada. It, it definitely means a lot. Sponsorship uh, on that car. Sponsorship on that 32. Who you got on there this coming weekend? Uh, we're grateful to have the support of Ace Services, uh, RGC Sports, and, and Academy Construction. Uh, three great companies that have uh, supported me for quite a while now and just just grateful to have them once again well go get them go have an ice cream cone you lucky dog (laughs) 
I will. Thanks, guys. Thanks you betcha. Trade Lapsovich uh, getting ready for the Easter Bunny 150 coming up at Hickory Motor Speedway. Quick break. When we come back, Kyle Reed, he's going to be heading to go race against that Trade Lapsovich. He drives the 42. He joins Race Time Radio next, live right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167. We'll be back. Don't know I'm down here. The wait is over. It's live flight-to-flight coverage on Race Time Radio from Penticton Speedway in British Columbia. Saturday, April 30th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Western Rattler 300 for Super and Pro Late Models, plus the Western Rattler Street Stock 100. It's all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Have made it. Here. We live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection. Only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, There's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. We're just getting started, and Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But if I was a betting man, I'd say he will. Now. Back to Race Time Radio. And the Joes, Joe and Joe Jr. Uh, 
let me see here. Does my foot taste any different? Nah, 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 nah. There's no foot you know, in my mouth. Just, just talking about it off air. Yeah, we were yeah, just yeah. talking about. We were just talking about you know Trayton Lapsovich and the DJ incident, right? And, yeah. And there's been a million. There's been a million times where a million people have have watched that and and had bent race and talk about it. Sure. Right? Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. What would I have done? What would you have done? You know those different things. And and you know I think back to that moment. Yeah. And and I've said this since day one. Yeah. If and, and and I should have said this with Trayton on the line, and I would say this right to his face. I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. Right. He's going for his first win, and the nerves. It was a green white checkered. The everything was slammed together. Yeah. And and it's time to go get this dub. And you know he drove into that corner in a very defensive manner. He knew that DJ got the run off a of turn one and two, down the back stretch. Yeah. And, you know, looked in his mirror and drove into the corner defensive, probably broke. Maybe. I, I'm going to, no, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a car length and a half earlier than normal. Yeah. Expecting the bump. Yeah. But DJ went to the inside. Yeah. And when you go to the inside, it's because he had the speed, because he didn't drive into the corner defensively. He drove in offensively. So he drove in probably two car lengths deeper than he should have. Yeah. So really, you know, I, I, and I imagine that Trayton. Will, would say this exact same thing if he drove into that corner like there was nobody behind him yeah. dj would have never got to him yeah. you know and and but like that's one of those things that uh, learning moments was it a clean move no was it a dirty move also no yeah it's it's short track racing yeah, but it's one of those deals. anyways our next guy that we're going to talk to he's been he's been there and done that as well there's 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 been a couple of bump and runs in kyle reed's history Let's welcome him into the hotline, shall we? He drives the number 42 out of uh, Fort McMurray, Alberta. It is Kyle Reed, and we got him up. What's going on there, Kyle? How you doing? Good, guys. How you, going? How you guys doing? Doing fantastic, my friend. It's been way, way too long since we've had you on this show. Uh, good, good to hear that uh, things are moving along well for you. Nice to see spring is on the way, brother. It's right around the corner for sure. It's definitely been a uh, a long, long winter uh, out here for us. So, yeah, no, we're we're looking forward to uh, to to getting back to uh, the racetrack and definitely getting back to warmer temperatures. I bet you're ready for a breakaway. You're heading for the Easter Bunny 150. Uh, I told Sue. Uh, I said to Sue when she was doing the lineup, the guest lineup, the release that goes out each week. I said uh, when you put Kyle's name on there. You got to say he's ready to take a bite out of the Easter Bunny because I can well imagine you are ready for a breakaway with the winter you guys have had out there. Uh, it, it's uh, it's got to be great news. The car obviously is all prepared. Uh, is it with you in Fort Mac or is it down there already? Whereabouts is the forty two machine? Uh, it's at it's at uh, it's at King Racing now in Picto. So it's at Rolling Andrews. And um, it actually, like a lot of things that um, that we do or I do, um, some of this stuff gets to be last minute, and and we had, it it all depends on it. It's it's hard for me to schedule some of this stuff because of the work we do and and the jobs we have on the go. So a lot of this stuff gets to be last minute. So they were uh, kind of put this together last week. Um, the car uh, needed a little bit of work and set up stuff and stuff like that. So we got it up to Andrew uh, last week, and he uh, 
I think it's it's probably sitting on the plate ready for setup there now. So he's going to set it up um, tomorrow and finalize uh, everything he has to do. And then we're going to pick it up uh, Wednesday morning and, and head right out. You got to love it when a plan comes together and a race car is ready to go for the Speedway. Kyle, have you got any laps on at uh, the historic Hickory Motor Speedway? I've never set foot in the place. So it's going to be a brand new sort of look for you as well. Do, do you know what to expect when you get down there? As uh, I can well imagine Andrew and Roly and all those guys have probably tried to tell you, hey, it compares to this or it compares to that, or have they done that? Well, I mean, you know Andrew as much as, uh, as, uh, as most, so he doesn't do a whole lot that he doesn't have a plan for. So, um, you know, he uh, he knows what we're 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 going for for setup wise. And then uh, I talked to him, and then Corey Hall is going as well. So Corey told me that it was uh, the only thing that he could uh, relate to was it's similar to Fredericton with much longer straightaways, which is um, you know a track that we're we're used to. He said it's war old. He says rough. It's bumpy. Uh, it's got a lot of character. He said there's a couple of different grooves. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited to to uh, to get there. And I mean, you know, we've always seen to you know going to new tracks. We've always been able to uh, adapt relatively quickly. So, yeah, we're we're looking forward to it and see how it uh, see how it all turns out. We got two. Two uh, two cracks at it, so Friday and, and Saturday, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to uh, kind of do this deal because you get two, you basically get two race races in one weekend. Absolutely. So, and uh, you know, we my my kind of issue is we don't get a whole lot of seat time a lot of times. So anytime that we can take advantage of, of a double header weekend like this, uh, it's it definitely going to help. For sure, uh, Kyle. Looking at uh, at the the track itself, and uh, when I sat in the grandstands, um, I, I watched probably I'm going to say four super late model shows there, and then I went to a regular Saturday night show, and they had like a sportsman style late model. Um, but so I, I've been there five times, um, and and seen you know the 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 big names, right? I've seen all the big names in in super late model racing, and it seemed like the coolest part about that track is is that everybody makes a half a second mistake every single lap, and it's in a different spot. You know, it's it's they 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 get a bump, uh, you know, on lap number two, and they they miss that bump on lap number three, but they hit a different one, and it upsets the car on exit. Or you know, it it, it seems like that is the case from behind the wheel. Um, you know, it, it's so interesting to watch how a race plays out there because really the runs look spectacular because the guy is sideways and, and lifting off the gas, but the other guy got a good run off the corner. So it, it's kind of like a, like a restrictor plate where they get a big run on a guy and the closing speed is so drastic because one guy's doing a hundred miles an hour, the other guy's doing 40, right? And that's just the way that the races play out there. And it's also how the action kind of plays out. Um, that's how mistakes happen and, and cars go twirling. 
Um, but looking at at Hickory and looking at the speed and and you know the the banking because that place has got a ton of banking. Um, would you? Is that a place where where you're really comfortable? Like what what, is, what fits your driving style the best? Is it like a smooth racetrack? Is it a bumpy racetrack? Is it a a really technical racetrack? What 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 do you like the best behind the wheel? Um. It, it, it all depends. I mean, you you go to um, you go to a place like Anaganish, um, you know, it's fast. It's a lot of banking. You 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 know, throw it into the corner. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. Anaganish is a you know a real fun track to drive. Uh, Jacksonville reminded me of that. Um, Nashville reminded me of that. I mean, they're they're fun. Anytime you can get on a big track like that, you get lots of room and and you get the that kind of banking and it kind of, you know, you fire it in the corner, it sucks you right down and you drive off. And then you go to other tracks like, you know, uh, Fredericton, uh, which is a flat track. Um, Oxford uh, is a flat track. And, you know, they're, they're, they're harder to get the hang of, but, um, you know, they're fun too. They, they all have their own little characteristics and their quirks and, um, you know, so I definitely like, I like the, the big, high, fast bank tracks, um, but I don't, you know, I like the little bull ring flat tracks too. So, um, you know, it's 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 one of them, one of them kind of deals. That they all have their own characteristics, and it depends on you know what your uh, who you're racing against and 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 the the caliber of people that you have around you, and, and that kind of makes them, you know, especially going this weekend, you got, you know. Um, all the guys from Maine, you got a few big names. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good guys, a lot of good cars, a lot of good competition going. So I'm I'm excited for that. Anytime that you can, you know, be in a crowd like that and you you see where you measure up. Um, yeah. So I'm just you know I I can't tell you exactly what I like because it's um, you know they I, I just like good racing. Anytime that you can be in in that. And we are with the 42 of Kyle Reed. We lost him just for a second there. Hopefully, uh, Cell Hell doesn't creep its way right in here. We got you back there, Kyle. Ooh, we haven't got Kyle. I'm going to the wilderness. Oh, oh, there he is, Kyle. I think we got you back. Yeah, we got you back. We got you back now. That's a good sign. You got to stand on your left leg. You got to hold your right arm up in the air. That's how you get the best reception in in Alberta. Kyle, you are one of those guys that it doesn't seem to matter what track or what car or what division you tend to get into. Uh, you, you You give it your all. Every single lap. I think Mike McKenzie said it best out on the in the Maritimes. Uh, every lap is like a qualifying lap. That's the way you like running your races. Uh, you're going to get out there. Are you going to attack qualifying for the Easter Bunny for the weekend? Are you going to put a lot of emphasis on that qualifying session? Or are you going to say, hey, I'll give up a little bit in the qualifying end and take it in the race? Because uh, it sounds like it's got to be one or the other. Uh, until you get into the race, and then you can adjust to it. But uh, you're going to set up for qualifying or race? Well, um, I think it's I think it's all heat races uh, for the Easter Bunny. So, um, I, you know, I think uh, I think in that situation we're going to see kind of where we shake out with the with the lineup and the draw, and um, where we where we go in the heat race. But 
you know, the, everything that I that I see with Hickory is that um, it's uh, there's, there's no there's no grip there anymore. So it's um, you know I, I think it's going to be a save 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 deal. And uh, you know if you're ideally, I mean, if we can be there in the, you know in the top five in speed in practice and and be be in that group. And you know, qualify relatively close to the front, um, and hang around for for half or three quarters of the race. And if you could be in the in the top five when that, when that time comes, then you got what you got, and and, and go from there. But that's kind of that would be my my strategy with it. Yeah, that'll be the plan of attack. You mentioned Corey Hull uh, is going to go down there too. What's the crew like going down there from uh, King Racing? Uh, is Chris going down with you, your brother? Uh, who, who all have you got going down with you? We actually got a pretty skeleton crew. Um, I know uh, the car is coming to Andrew, but uh, Andrew is going down, I think, with Ryan Moore uh, this weekend because we were we were kind of late to the, to, the, to the pump on this one and kind of somewhat last minute, so... Uh, Matt Drake, who uh, who lives down in in Mooresville, Matt's gonna come and and, uh, and crew chief my car, um, kind of look at babysit me for the weekend, and then Corey's gonna be there with his car and his crew. Um, I got uh, just one couple guys coming down with me, and then uh, Matt's got a couple guys, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. My father be, I think he's coming up from Florida. He's down there for a couple months, so. It'll be a pretty pretty skilled and crew for for the most part of it. Absolutely, but the fun meter will be pegged. That's all. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's tires burning and and fuels fuels burning, then we're we're all good, right? Yeah, and and that, that's one thing about it. I mean, it's it's a it's a four tire race, so it's um, it's not a you know it's not like we need a big crew. To, we we don't have a lot of pit stops or any of that stuff to worry about. Yep. So, you know, you you get it dialed in, and you pretty much got what you got. If you gonna make any adjustments, that's pretty much easy. But anything more than that, then you're, you know, you might as well get some practice for Friday night and and get geared up for Saturday. Hey, absolutely. Uh, talking about uh, you know Robbie's towing. Robbie's towing is always on the side of of your your race cars. Uh, you guys are a huge supporter of, of motorsports. Um, and, and, you know, with, with, uh, as well, we've seen you on the, on the rear quarters of Corey Hall's car, uh, for speed weeks, who he did a wonderful job down there, I might add. Um, but talk a little bit about Robbie's towing because it's, you guys aren't, aren't a towing outfit that goes in and picks up the, uh, the Prius from the ditch. You guys pick up some pretty cool machinery. I follow you guys on Instagram and, and, uh, and, and take a look at, uh, you know, what you guys, I, I kind of keep my eye on what you guys are moving around and you guys you guys pick up and and move some pretty wild machinery uh up in the oil sands and, and kind of across western canada uh what's some of the what's some of the biggest moves that uh or, or not necessarily the biggest but some of the coolest moves that you got to do over the course of the winter in in 2022 um well we do a lot of um you're, you're right i mean you know, Robbie's towing is, is an understatement. It's actually Robbie's tractor trailer. Um, but we do um, we do a lot of uh, oil field um, 
transport, a lot of heavy equipment, a lot for the oil sands, a lot for the pipeline. So we uh, uh, we move a lot of a lot of dozers, a lot of side booms, cranes. Um, you know, we we have uh, a lot of mining uh, we equipment for moving mining equipment. So we have low beds that are 150 and 200 ton capacity. So uh, like up here in the the oil sands, we have some of the biggest equipment uh, in the world for this kind of stuff so it's just uh it's just a lot of i mean a lot of big dozers a lot of big side booms a lot of that kind of stuff haul trucks and you know it's uh you you see it you see all the pictures we post on on instagram so and i mean really that's a lot of them pictures are, are some of the stuff that i do myself personally um but we we run about uh 15 or 16 trucks pretty steady like that and uh so yeah we we do it's uh to be a towing company is probably an understatement yeah you guys chose the wrong name yeah <laughs> should be robbie we pick up that, big stuff I think that, every time we have this conversation with somebody yeah, yeah. Then, then again everybody comes to know you right <laughs> kyle yeah, that's right yeah Kyle, you got a big weekend ahead of you coming up at Hickory, North Carolina, uh, Easter Bunny 150. Uh, but then after that, uh, you're going to have lots of seat time. You're going to be all race ready and revved up. Uh, from what I can understand, you're going to join us at Penticton uh, for, of course, the Western Rattler 300. Uh, what's the thoughts heading out to, uh, to Penticton after you're all wrapped up at Hickory? Um. I'm very excited. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've been wanting to do some racing in the Western Canada um, for the last couple of years, and it just never worked out. And then um, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it uh, this year." Because e- even still, there is racing out here. I'm I'm 15 or 16 hours from Penticton, and I'm 15 or 16 hours from Saskatoon. So it's still it's still a long long venture away um but um i I got some some buddies out of uh vancouver area that uh that are are going to be running up there and there's a guy i talked to quite a bit so he's been keeping me updated with the updated with the track and and all the info over the last couple years and then um when he when i found out this was going to happen i said okay we're we're going to go so um i don't know a whole lot about the, the track i i know there's a couple guys coming from Saskatoon. I know a couple guys coming out of the Vancouver area, but that's it. I, I don't know anybody else. You know, it's all all pretty pretty green for for that kind of information that I have on it. Um, I've seen some pictures of the track, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to uh, to get out there. I like the format. I know there's a practice Thursday night, and then uh, practice Friday, qualifying and. Uh, Friday and then the uh, the race is Saturday, so yeah, we're we're looking forward to the to the whole thing for sure. Do you got a spotter lined up? Uh, no, I don't. No? I don't have a not. I, I I don't have a whole lot lined up yet. Most of our stuff with that will come to together in the last two weeks, and um, yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I got a couple guys that are going to come with me from. Uh, from Fort McMurray, I know my brother's going to come over, and uh, another friend of us, Doug Critch, I think he might be gone. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll pick up the rest from there. 
Well, I look forward to joining you out there. Of course, Race Time Radio will have that race the whole entire weekend live on racetimeradio.com. But I think it's an opportune time, Kyle, to let everybody know right now, uh, and this was part of the big news that I wanted to share here tonight. Might as well do it while I've got the 42 on the air. The race, the 300, the Rattler 300 will also be carried live on Sirius XM Channel 167, uh, so fans can look forward to that. I know you got a whole herd of fans out there, uh, not only on the east coast of Canada, but right there in Alberta, that are not going to want to miss a lap with you behind the wheel. Well, that, that's exciting news because I know, like when we race back east, uh, we have a lot of a lot of friends, friends and family out here that are are, are tuned in. So I, I'm only assuming it's going to be the same when we race out here. That we'll have a uh, the same from uh, from all our, our friends and fans and supporters from from the east. So that's uh, that's exciting news to hear. And congratulations! Yeah, it's going to be dynamite stuff, Kyle. I know. I look forward to catching up with you and Chris and everybody uh, out in Penticton. Uh, but trust me when I say all of us here, not only here in the Race Time Radio studio, but uh, all of the all of the faithful listeners across Canada that tune into the show. We'll be wishing all you Canadian guys uh, all the best when you get down there to Hickory, North Carolina. You go down there. I know you're going to do us proud, buddy. Uh, go down there. Have a great time. Be safe. And uh, do what you always do. Go get them. That's what uh, you guys are used to doing. Okay, guys. I appreciate uh, talking to you. And it was, uh, as usual, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and hopefully we have a good weekend, and uh, if I don't hear from you, I'll see you in Penticton. Oh, absolutely. We'll get you back on this show maybe next Sunday night and find out how that Easter Bunny went. Sound good? Not a problem. You betcha. Good luck in it, Kyle. Have a good one, bud. Okay, guys. Talk to you later. Kyle Reed, driver of the 42, Junior. He, uh, he's got potential. I've seen, uh, like, Kyle and his brother Chris, two guys that um, just they show up. Yeah, uh, they're they're not at every single race. Yep. They but when they show up to a race, trust me when I say they're there to win it. Yeah, and absolutely. they do fantastic. Yep, and they've came a long way too, right? They came out of the sportsman, um, and and their work schedule is obviously crazy, and and the the amount of travel distance and all that stuff is really difficult for them to commit to full time. So when you're running against a bunch of guys that run full time, that, oh, yeah. that's what they do every single weekend. It's difficult. This is a tough road, um, and especially going to some of the events that they go to. But because of the events that they go to, they pick up and learn in a hurry. They have. Have to yeah, otherwise they otherwise they're not going to be there for long right and you know you look at the events that they go to you you talk about uh you know i, I think back just last year or actually the year before the pandemic started they went down they raced richmond international raceway a three-quarter mile race track yeah, i remember you know, that. we see them pull in at jucasa speedway you see them pull in um you know at nashville speedway um it's it's interesting because they go down and they race they might not race full-time but they still race 15, 16, 18 times a year. And, um, you know, they get a chance to race against the best. And yep. they show up for the big events, the IWK 250s and the Cat 250s and those types of races where everybody's at their A game. Well, there's no better way to get better in the sport than to go out and get your butt absolutely kicked 
at a big race, right? You go out to uh, Five Flag Speedway, you go out to a Nashville Super Speedway or or a Nashville Fairground Speedway, you go out and race against guys like Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassi, um, you know, all those types of names, right? You're and gonna learn. You're gonna learn because you're yep. behind the wheel of the same car. It's you know you know that you've got everything every penny that they've got invested and they go two tenths three tenths eight tenths faster than you do. Um, it realize you realize in a hurry how much more your car's got in it. If you race with guys that are you know in less equipment than you or what have you, um, and your car's fastest or or at the top of the board, um, and then you show up to a, a race like that. Um, it uh, it sharpens your pencil in a hurry, and these guys here they get the opportunity. They go and they they go and they put on a show, and they've they've came a long way. You know, I, I think back to when they were first making their pro stock starts. Right, we had them on the on the air. Um, they were longtime competitors in the Sportsman Series, um, and uh, some of the best races I seen yeah, at Riverside. Were honestly, we're watching Kyle and Chris Reed, two brothers. In the Sportsman on the Friday night, the prelim for the IWK 250. Yep. Uh, I'll never forget it. Jerry and I and Josh sitting in the grandstand watching the Sportsman cars. And Kyle and Chris, two brothers, you would think, okay, they're not going to touch one another. They're not going to hammer in each other. I'm telling you what, both wanted to win the race. Yep. Both of them. Yep. And their dad. Oh, don't, don't think that their dad doesn't get involved. You would yeah. think, oh, yeah, okay, the dad is going to be... Uh uh-uh, uh, that guy can get it done as well. Yep. He jumped behind the wheel of a race car just a couple of years ago in a sportsman. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, they get it done. Awesome to watch. They're going to do well. Uh, and, and Kyle specifically is going to do well at the Easter Bunny. Can't wait to see him in Penticton. He, like he says, never seen the racetrack. That isn't going to mean a darn thing to Kyle Reed. I can tell you that right now. He will do well in that race. If you're, uh, you know, sitting in the grandstand that uh, over the weekend and you're laying down bets, he is a good one to lay money on, uh, e- even if you've never seen him race. Watch the 42 car. And I, I to be 100% honest, out of the names that we've seen, we've seen some really good names, some really good equipment, um, you know, already in the in the mix. Yep. Having him there steps up the game dramatically sure on the does. equipment side. They're yep. bringing they're bringing a race car that could win the Snowball Derby. They're bringing a race car that could yep. win the All-American 400. They're bringing a car that could win the IWK 250. Uh, it, now, you know, given the right circumstances and all of those things and and the right adjustments and and all of the things falling into place, but Such every race. every bit of equipment that they're bringing to the racetrack is is top notch. There's no there's no B parts and pieces. They're bringing the top notch stuff, and and that matters. You and know? they and have the ability. They have the ability to do it. And uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's going to be cool to see. And and hats off to them for supporting the 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 local race. Final break of the night. When we come back, Riley Siebert's going to join the show. He's from Williams Lake, BC. We'll talk some more about that Western Rattler three hundred. Stay with us. Hi, my name is Andrew Ranger. I'm the new champion of the NASCAR Canadian Tire 2009, and you're listening Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. 
Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick, fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick, just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is Quick, quick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com and they ship to your door. Quick, quick, fire starters. They work. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100. And a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Ganesh, Nova Scotia, and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio Live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Man, are we excited about the Western Rattler 250, uh, 250 300. Uh, look at that. I shortened it up by 50 laps. Uh, my, my next guest to say, don't you dare. I want all 300 of them. Let's welcome in the driver of the 09 car from Williams Lake, B.C., we got him. We got Riley Siebert on the hotline. What's going on there, Rye? How you doing? I haven't talked to you in a little while. Oh, I'm doing great. How about you? Not too bad at all. You got that 09 shined up, ready to rock, or what? We'll have something special for the show, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, new car this year, Rye? You got the same car. What do we got underneath you this year? 
Um, we're working on a few options here. I mean, I've, I've got multiple options. Uh, so I haven't, uh, I haven't solidified and announced it yet, but, uh, um, it'll be basically, uh, at the event when people find out what I'm driving. Ah, <laughs> you're going to keep everybody in suspense, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, trade secret at this point. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I love this about that, or I love that about this event. Because of the rules package that's there, you know, when you look at, at a prolate model versus a car with a big motor with kind of a more stock, if you will, quote unquote, big spring suspension, um, when you look at the two, there's benefits and there's positives and there's negatives to both packages. And when you look at how you guys have got it evened out, I think they're going to race spectacular together. But I do think that there comes, you know, a certain amount of, of picking and choosing of what is going to be best after 300 laps, I think. But you're going to have to be in position at the end of that to, to actually benefit from those fruits, right, of those labors. So when you look at, at you know, you playing, playing your cards that way, I think that there's going to be quite a few of you guys that are doing the same thing that are going to kind of, you know, not necessarily play the whole card until we get right down to race time. Yeah, I mean the uh, the whole design of the rules package obviously was to invite everybody out for this uh, this event, you know, and have these parity rules to have the uh, the West Card guys and the Pro Late guys and even some Super Late guys um, that race out here to come and just put on one one big event and have them all sort of equal with, between all three packages. Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's not it's not uncommon for for cars with less horsepower to win long races it's really not because you take care of your tires a lot better um for those last runs and i mean i can think back when i first started late model racing or what we called sportsman racing back then and watching the super late boys at at vernon you know and you had guys that had 750 horse under the hood and you had guys that you know with aluminum blocks and stuff aluminum heads and then you had other guys that couldn't afford that stuff that had uh you know just over 500 cast iron stuff and and a 250 300 lap race um i specifically remember watching one of my mentors uh, win the race and all he did was he had to survive halfway through the race make sure he didn't go a lap down which he did and then got his late race yellow and and drove it to the front and won the thing with you know 250 horsepower less than the other guy exactly was, uh it was all about preservation conservation and and making sure he survived the attrition too Riley, you have raced Penticton, BC, uh, Penticton. You've raced it uh, last year. A lot of reconstruction happened at that speedway. Um, is the track easier on tires now with new asphalt down? Uh, you, you'll have increased grip, but does that mean it'll cost you tires? What's the situation there? Well, I mean, the uh, I don't know if, uh, if we're saying it's harder on tires. Um the new asphalt, obviously, there's a lot of grip there, but it's not it's not hard on tires just because it is still got a lot of fines and, and a lot of oil in it. Um, and then the other end where it's so it's so wore out that it's there's really nothing left, and it's it's so slick that the tire really doesn't grip anything. So I don't really know what's going to happen there because you know the last year's races that we uh, that we participated in it was a one set tire deal. And, and multiple years ago that I did twin races, the same thing. It was a one set of race tires deal where we did 200 laps. And 
you know, you got the same stuff as everybody. You started on the same stuff as everybody else. So comparatively, I don't really know how to answer that question, but I do know that um, you can wear your, wear your stuff out over that amount of time. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's really tricky. It's a, it's a nice two-lane track now, um, and obviously the new asphalt's a ton of fun. But I think the deciding factor is going to be the old old asphalt because uh, it is going to be a uh, a setup guy's dream to try and find grip on that old asphalt. It's it's not going to be that uh, that easy. Well, if you nail it, you're going to do something. Now, there is something for everybody when it comes time for the competitor list. You're going to have some single car stuff to try and get in on. You're going to have the Baker's Dozen to get in on. Uh, you're going to have the 303 to get in on, right? Like, there's, uh, you got that last chance three and three uh, to get in. It's going to be incredible. Uh, there's going to be opportunity, but you've got to capitalize to make it into the big show. Oh, of course, and I mean, the uh, with the way they set up the tire rule and stuff like that, you know, everybody's going to start to main and have a, a chance at having the same stuff at the end of the race. Um, so it's it's going to be great that way. So you know, because there's always that that kind of um, faulty rule where you have these last chance qualifiers, and the, the poor guys at the back had to go and run another fifty yeah. or seventy five laps more than the guys that made the show by qualifying, and it's just like, well. <laughs> Talk about starting behind the eight ball and never ever getting out from under it. Um, so, with the with the race being that long, it's an equalizer because we're going to have a change of tires, uh, and you're going to have some the same stuff at the end of the race as everybody else. It's going to square the field up, so you know it, it gives you a chance to just bide your time, survive, and maybe pick your way through the field. And of course, I always, always, always keep in mind that when there's that much money on the line. Uh, Stuff seems to happen more uh, with uh, carnage, wreckage, you know, that sort of thing. Attrition, guys are taking chances more than they usually do because the money's on the line. So, um, you know, being that said, you can't lay it back at all, but you have to pick and choose your when you're gonna when you're gonna go. Will you get out and get any testing in before April the 29th, uh, the the 30th weekend? Will you get out and do any testing, or I guess you got what you got when you head to the event? What's the situation? I'm not really sure yet. Um, everybody probably thinks that because I'm the son of the owner of the place, it's like, you are, it's his backyard. <laughs> but what everybody should know is I'm running the excavator to develop the place. <laughs> Usually I'm trying to get the construction done for the race because we're part of the speedway, not just the race team. So um, I, I'm... You know, I don't even know how to answer that yet either. I because I, I'm almost doubting that I will get test time because of the uh, the amount of work that we're going to put in for this event and for the rest of the year. Well, if uh, qualifying or if testing means inside an excavator, uh, you should get a few laps on. Uh, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Canada and the U.S. will be tuned in live on Sirius XM uh, channel one sixty seven. Just announced tonight. Uh, the Western Rattler 300 and uh, the Street Stock 100 is also the Western Rattler 100 for the Street Stocks. Both are going to be carried live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Huge news. Going to be great. Uh, we need everybody at the track. But if you can't be at the track, 
Good news is you're going to be able to catch it all live on Sirius XM. Riley, you know what? We are up against the top of the hour. i got to throw it back to Toronto. But it's been great catching up with you tonight. Right on. Thanks, guys, and appreciate it. Yeah, really love that you guys are putting the coverage in for the uh, Western Colorado 300. It's going to be awesome, and uh, always enjoy being on your show. Just uh, operate Ken. the excavator with the door shut with the heat on. You betcha. Riley, have a good one, buddy. You too. That's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. For Susie, for Joe, I'm Senior. We'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.